Radio UNE, the time is 7 o'clock and it's time for Way Back When, episode 17, looking back at the best music from 1986. Let's kick things off with a bit of a dance track. You remind me of the babe, babe with the power, power of voodoo, remind me of the babe. I saw my baby.
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 17, looking back at the best music from 1986, and that was Magic Dance by David Bowie, of course, off of the soundtrack album Labyrinth from the 1986 movie Labyrinth, one of my favourite movies of all time. Excuse me. I've been very much looking forward to this year so that I could play that song. It's probably the most famous song from that movie. I won't go into too much detail about the movie now because you will hear a little bit more from that film coming up a bit later. Bit of a spoiler alert there. Turning now to Cindy Lauper once again. Cindy Lauper, I played a bit of her music in 1985 when she had her debut album. She would have her second album come out in 1986, True Colors. And the first song I'm going to play of hers tonight is from that album, and it is the title track, True Colors, that was actually not written by her and was the only song on the album that Lauper did not actually help to write. It nevertheless became one of her major hits. It spent two weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, and it also did extremely well in other countries, topping the charts in Canada and Chile and it reached number three here in Australia. It was certified platinum in the US and is a staple of her live concerts to this day. And in fact, it was also covered by Phil Collins. We're going to play the Cindy Lauper version though, way back when, episode 17, looking back at the best music from 1986. I hope that you've been having a fantastic day so far and I hope that we can make the night a little bit better with some incredible music from yester decades. This is True Colours by Cindy Lauper. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9.
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 17, and that was True Colours by Cindy Lauper. As I said before, True Colours, I really hope that today has been as pleasant for you as possible. I hope that you have had a wonderful week as well. I was very excited earlier today because we got snow. Not just the little icy snowflakes that tend to fall every winter here in Armadale, proper full-on snow. It was snowing up here at Tune FM and in the university's courtyard. It was absolutely beautiful. It put me in a very, very happy mood, to say the least. Moving on though to our next song for tonight, it's going to be from The Bangles and from their second studio album, Different Light, that was released in 86. Interestingly enough, this song was actually written by Prince and was originally intended for a different band altogether, however uh, he would change his mind and offer it to The Bangles instead. The song is Manic Monday, something that we can all relate to, especially on Monday morning, that is for sure. If it was up to me, it is the song I would start every Monday morning show with, but alas, it is not. It did exceptionally well in the charts, number two on the US Billboard Hot 100. Three over here in Australia. It finished up at 16 on the year-end charts here in Australia, and it received generally positive reviews by music critics. The Bangles are certainly not a one-hit wonder by any means, but this is definitely one of their biggest songs, and I think that you will appreciate its lyrical content, and I think you will see very quickly just how much it does indeed relate to Monday mornings. Manic Monday by The Bangles coming up next on Way Back When, episode 17, as we look back at the best music from 1986. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9, the home of UNE's student-powered radio, for the last 50 years.
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 17, and you just heard the anti-Monday song Manic Monday by the Bengals, written by the amazing musician Prince. Coming up next, we have a new wave band. Of course, we have had no shortage of those here on Way Back When. It is a British new wave group, Wang Chung. Yes, that is their name, and their name actually comes from the term Wang Chung, which translates to Yellow Bell in Chinese, and is the first note in the Chinese classical music scale. That's why they decided to name the band that particular name. Their big song came in 1986, obviously. It was Everybody Have Fun Tonight, released as a single from their 1986 album Mosaic, and it reached number two on the US Billboard Hot 100 chart, and finished number one here on the Canada Top 100 Singles chart. Over here in Australia, it managed to top, it managed, didn't manage to top, excuse me, it managed to get up to number eight before it's dropping down to number 57 on the year-end chart of 1987. Still, it did just make the cut into tonight's show rather than being played next week. It's a catchy little tune and I really do think you're going to enjoy it. Let's dive into some new wave music up next on Way Back When, episode 17. This is Everybody Have Fun Tonight by Wang Chung.
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 17, and you just heard Everybody Have Fun Tonight by the new wave band Wang Chung. We're about a third or so of the way into tonight's show, and I really do hope you've enjoyed the songs that we've played so far. Coming up next, we have another Cindy Lauper song, although this is actually not from her True Colors album. This was released in 1985, although again, charted in 1986, as is quite common over the last few weeks. And it is a song from a soundtrack. We've actually had quite a few soundtrack songs over the last few weeks. We've had songs like Footloose. Uh, Flash, uh, Maniac, we've had St. Elmo's Fire, and we're going to have a few tonight. And this is the first one. It was included on the amazing coming-of-age film The Goonies. In my opinion, one of, if not the best coming-of-age films of all time. You should absolutely check that out. It features Thanos and Sam from Lord of the Rings. No context is going to be given other than that. Go and check it out. Still, in, they would release uh, the this, uh, this as a single from the soundtrack. The Goonies are good enough. Interestingly enough, it was not actually on any of her albums or the 1994 compilation album of hers, 12 Deadly Sins, which, by the way, is an amazing album title considering she spelt sins as in her name. And she admitted later in an interview that it wasn't included on anything because she downright hated it. So despite the artist's uh, negative opinion of the song, I still think it's very catchy and a very memorable moment from the movie. And she even refused to play it live after 1987 until Australia in 2004. She finally incorporated it back into her live show during that tour because fans kept requesting the song and would not stop begging for it. So that's a nice little story there. Australia brought back a song into Cindy Lauper's set. Very catchy little tune. The Goonies Are Good Enough by Cindy Lauper coming up next on Way Back When. This is Tune FM on 
You just heard The Goonies Are Good Enough by Cindy Lauper on Way Back When, episode 17. This is Tune FM 106.9, and we are looking back at some of the best songs from 1986. It's time for another Labyrinth song. So Labyrinth, as I'll explain a little bit now, is a 1986 musical film directed by Jim Henson, and it revolves around a 16-year-old girl named Sarah and her quest to reach the centre of an enormous otherworldly maze to rescue her brother Toby, who was taken away at Sarah's behest by Jareth the Goblin King that was played by the absolutely incredible David Bowie. I cannot praise this man enough. He was absolutely amazing. Most of the film's characters, besides uh, besides the two mains played by Bowie and Connolly, Jennifer Connolly that is, are actually played by some Jim, Jim Henson puppets. The movie is a cult classic and did receive quite positive reviews when it opened, although definitely developed more of a cult following over time. This next song that I'm going to play is one of the last songs that you hear when you watch the film, which I absolutely, again, recommend that you do. It doesn't have too, too much lyrics compared to other songs that you will hear tonight, but the music is phenomenal, and David Bowie does indeed manage to convey a haunting rendition of his emotional turmoil, or the character's emotional turmoil, rather. In this track, it's one of my favourites from the album, uh, the album and the movie. Not quite my favourite, you'll hear that a bit later. But this is Within You by David Bowie from the 1986 hit film Labyrinth. This is Way Back When, episode 17. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9. Thank you. 
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 17, and that was Within You by David Burry. We have another film song coming up next. It is Maximum Overdrive by ACDC. A little bit of a backstory to this one. Maximum Overdrive was a film, and comedy horror film, that was written and directed by Stephen King. Yes, that's right, the author. I make no secret about the fact that I'm a massive Stephen King fan, and this was actually his first attempt at directing a film. Most of his um, books were adapted into films, but he would not be involved in the directorial process. He was, however, the director of this that was not based on a book of his specifically, but rather a short story, Trucks, which was only loosely inspired into Maximum Overdrive. Uh, it contained a lot of black humour and a generally campy tone, which was quite different to the sombre and horrific subject matter that most people were used to in his books. And the reason that ACDC were involved in the soundtrack is the entire film has a hard rock soundtrack comp- composed entirely by ACDC, purely because they are Stephen King's favourite band. Stephen King's favourite band is ACDC. I did not think I could love this man anymore. So they would release the album Who Made Who as a soundtrack, but it was mainly just a compilation album of some of their best-selling singles of before. However, one exception was the song Who Made Who, one of the only new tracks on the album. It was released as a single, and it did moderately well, charting at number nine here in Australia. It's a pretty catchy tune and probably ACDC's biggest effort of the last few years. So I'm going to play it for you now because they have a nice return to form coming up later and to be honest it still is a bit of a catchy song if you can disregard the uh film that it came from because to be quite honest maximum overdrive was not a success whatsoever it was nominated for a golden raspberry award for worst director thankfully stephen king did not win that stephen king would eventually disown the film and described it as a learning experience where he intended to never ever direct again with that being said here is one of the songs from the soundtrack acdc's who made who coming up next on way back when episode 17 you're listening to way back when episode 17 on tune fm 106.9 
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 17, and that was Who Made Who by ACDC off of the soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive. I'm going to turn now to a more of a country rock sort of artist, very much a heartland rock sort of artist, John Mellencamp. John Mellencamp was a very, very successful artist throughout his career, which does indeed, to the best of my knowledge, still continue to this day. The song I'm going to play is ROCK in the USA, otherwise known as Rock in the USA. It was included as a single from his 1985 album Scarecrow, and it was a top 10 hit on the Billboard Hot 100 although he was initially reluctant to include the song on the album Scarecrow because the song is quite light-hearted it's a little bit out of place when you compare the musical tone of the album Scarecrow it's quite a grim sort of dark album he however decided to change his mind at the very last second he was including it on CD and cassette copies as a bonus little track but his manager loved it and so Mellencamp was convinced at the last moment to just add it on because in his in his words what the hell it has a subtitle salute to 60s rock because he learned he required his band to learn how to play about 100 different songs from the 1960s before recording the album and this song includes several direct musical references to songs from the 1960s. I'm not going to tell you what they are, I want to see if you can pick them out. It's a bit of a love letter to music from the 60s decade and I, I really wanted to include it tonight because obviously we were unable to play any songs from the 1960s because we weren't around back then so I couldn't use any on this show. So it'll be interesting to see what you guys think of a tribute to the 60s decade and how the music sounded. It didn't chart too, too well here in Australia. It only made it up to number 18, but it did exceptionally well in New Zealand, making it all the way up to number one, and it made it to number two on the US Billboard Hot 100. Just going back to what I told you guys a few weeks ago about how there was a long history of presidential campaigns using songs without permission, George W. Bush used this particular song in his first presidential campaign with Bush's, uh, with Mellencamp's approval. Even though Mellencamp had denied Reagan's request to use Pink Houses back in 1984, he expressed a certain sort of reluctance to object to Bush using Rock in the USA because, as he would tell Rolling Stone, even though he was opposed to a lot of Bush's political positions, he simply didn't see any sense in being silly and trying to stop Bush from using it because it's simply a song and it's entertainment. Those are his words. It's appeared on a number of his, of his compilations, and I think it is a really, really nice little tribute to music from the 1960s. So let's get straight into it. Rock in the USA. Say by John Mellencamp coming up next on Way Back When, episode 17. This is Tune FM on 
You're listening to Way Back Way in episode 17, and that was Rock in the USA by John Mellencamp as we look back at some of the best music from 1986. And guess what? It's time for another song from a soundtrack. Like I said, there was going to be a lot of these tonight, and there have been a lot of these over the past few weeks. There have been a lot of successful singles that actually came from movie soundtracks, and this one is no exception. It is from Top Gun. The soundtrack to Top Gun is actually the best-selling soundtrack album of 1986, and one of the best-selling of all time, believe it or not. It just sounds like tremendous 80s music, irregardless of the fact that it was associated with Top Gun. So the film producers of Top Gun, Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, had over 300 songs to employ on the film. Nothing satisfied them, and Bruckheimer asked the producer, Giorgio Moroder, to write something, and he did, with the help of songwriter John, John, Tom Whitlock. excuse me. He composed Danger Zone, and then he decided to simply find someone to sing it. He was originally going to ask Toto to perform the track, but legal conflicts between Top Gun's producers and the band prevented this from happening then brian adams was approached to allow his song only the strong survive on the soundtrack and perform danger zone however adams would flatly decline any involvement feeling that the film glorified war and he decided that he simply did not want any of his work linked to it whatsoever then Ario Speedwagon were approached to perform the song. However, the group declined due to not being allowed to contribute any of its own compositions to the soundtrack as well. Corey Hart was then approached to perform Danger Zone. He said no, preferring to write and perform his compositions himself. And finally, they offered the song to Kenny Loggins, who said yes in a very snap, quick decision. And it was obviously a very good decision because he would add his own improvisations, record the song, and it would shoot all the way up to number two on the Billboard Hot 100. It would be his second best career record in terms of success only being bested by Footloose of course which I played two weeks ago and in an interview from back in 2008 Loggins would indicate that recording Danger Zone was actually his sole career regret and that's right bit of a plot twist he actually regretted recording the song at all because he claimed it didn't re- represent who he was as an artist that's quite a shame because the song is absolutely phenomenal and his voice is really really well suited to it that being said If he doesn't like it, I guess he doesn't like it. There's not really much else that I can say about that. It charted well here in Australia as well. Not doing too, too great, but it made number 14, which is still no small achievement. And like I said, it made number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Top Gun, again, also a very good film. Go and watch that as well after you've finished watching Labyrinth and The Goonies. Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins is coming up next on Way Back When, Episode 17. You're listening to Chino FM on 106.9.
You're listening to Wayback When, episode 17, and you just heard Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins off of the Top Gun soundtrack. I was perusing through old newspapers and gazettes, as I do every week, trying to find interesting things that happened here in Armadale, or more specifically UNE, in 1986 that I could tell you guys about, and sadly there wasn't really too, too much to find that was of any particular interest, with one notable exception. And this isn't actually an event, it was more just a letter that was sent in to a newspaper in 1986. It was sent into the Thurunka, which is a, as which as to the best of the knowledge that I could find appears to be a newspaper down in Kensington in Sydney and it was a letter that was sent in to the editors from a student here at UNE in Gyra named Jerry Hick. I'm going to read the letter in full because I think it is quite amusing especially out of context as I have absolutely no idea what he's complaining about but it still sounds very amusing so I'm going to read it to you in full. Just a little heads up there is a little bit of explicit language in there not too too major but just a little minor bit of cussing. That's my little warning to you if anyone would prefer not to hear that. So here Here it goes. The letter is called Country Lad Speaks Out. Excuse me. Dear Editors, I am a student at the University of New England in Armadale on a fact-finding mission down here in Kensington, and quite frankly, I think you are all a bunch of wankers. Your Thurunka is the height of stupidity. It is completely juvenile. Fancy publishing letters from people like Turbo, Ron and Phil, Miranda Effluent Pump, whoever that is, Otis Elevator Head, and The Red Menace. This letter is incredible. Juvenile wankers. In Armadale, we take you down to the Nui. For those of you who do not know, the Nui, it is the pub in Armadale known as the New England Hotel, and castrate you for being a wimp. That seems a tad excessive. You'd get even worse treatment in Gyra or I come from. Better never come up my way, you wimpy wankers. Jerry Hick, Gyra. I, I have way, way more questions than I have answers. I would love to find out exactly what that letter was complaining about because it sounds absolutely amazing. And to you, Jerry, wherever you are, I hope that you completed your degree here at UNE and I hope that you're doing well in life wherever you are. Thank you for writing in that letter because who would have thought that years, years later it would give someone on a radio station rather uh, rather a set of the chuckles just reading that out to people. So there you are, Jerry. Thank you. And again, I hope you did well. That was unfortunately all I could really find in relation to uh, events that happened here at UNE. It wasn't really a very good year for news, apparently. I'm going to try and up my search for next week to see if I can snare anything a little bit more of substance, but no promises. I'm turning now to a very, very famous album by Bon Jovi, Slippery When wet a lot of these songs will actually be played next week so i won't say too much about the album now except for one little single and that is you give love a bad name it is the one single that charted in 1986 so it's the one single i'm going to play this week it is about a woman who has jilted her lover it was originally written for bonnie tyler however she was uh, desmond child was dissatisfied with its success uh, because it was written with different lyrics he rewrote the song with bon jovi and richie sambora and it was included on the slippery the slippery when wet album excuse me and funnily enough upon the release of the Ava Max song Kings and Queens comparisons were actually drawn with that song and this one reviews highlighted Desmond's child's credit as a songwriter for Kings and Queens which again is quite interesting charted exceptionally well here in Australia not so much but it did well overseas reaching number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and doing exceptionally well as well funnily enough in the Netherlands where it made all the way up to number two it also finished second in Canada There's not really much else to say about it. I'll have much more to say about the album Slippery When Wet next week when I do a bit more of an in-depth dive into it. But for now, this is just a little tease. One of Bon Jovi's most famous songs, You Give Love a Bad Name. This is Way Back When, episode 17, and you're listening to Tune FM on 106.9.
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 17, as we crawl ever so slightly towards the end of the show for this week, and you just heard You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi, one of many hit songs off of his 1986 smash hit album Slippery When Wet, that I will speak a little bit more about next week. For now, though, I turn back to movie soundtracks and Labyrinth one final time for another David Bowie song. My favourite of the movie was for a long time within you, but however, it is no longer. This is the song that I think is absolutely tremendous. I think it is the best song from that movie. I do think that it gets overlooked a lot in comparison to Magic Dance. Still one of my favorites, in fact, probably of all time, not just movie soundtracks, As the World Falls Down. I won't say too, too much about what the song is about in context of the film, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but I will say that the song could be taken from anywhere. You would, If you heard this song and you hadn't seen the movie, I don't think you would need to have seen the movie to understand this song it is a very very sad love song david bowie's voice suits it absolutely perfectly one of my favorites from david bowie and certainly my favorite from labyrinth here it is the last time we're going to visit the labyrinth here on way back when as the world falls down by david bowie from just a fantastic fantastic movie this is tune fm 106.9 we have been powered by students for the last 50 amazing years and please enjoy from david bowie as the world falls down
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 17, looking at the best music from 1986. You have finally made your way out of the labyrinth. You have escaped the Goblin King's clutches. That was As the World Falls Down by David Bowie. May he be ruling over the Goblin Kingdom, his Goblin Kingdom in the afterlife forever. Rest in peace, you absolutely incredible soul. Coming up is the second to last song I'm going to play tonight, and it's a song that I very nearly put as the very last track. I think it is a very haunting lyrical tone. I think its message is very, very important. I just couldn't go past the song, uh, the show ender, which you'll hear obviously in a minute. But this song is another John Mellencamp song and is also on the Scarecrow album. The Scarecrow album peaked at number two on the US chart. And this song was the first track on the album and didn't actually do all that well. It wasn't released as a standalone single and it didn't do too well, I guess, in terms of critical reception. It hasn't really been mentioned a whole lot ever since. And I think it's a real shame because I think the message is incredible and I think it's the best song on the album. I know that he would release songs such as Face of the Nation, Minutes to Memories, Small Town, of course, Rock in the USA, but I think this one is the best by far. So Scarecrow is about... Uh, the Scarecrow is about the fading of the American dream in the face of corporate greed and nowhere I think is that best exemplified than on this song. It was actually a song I grew up with. My dad was a big fan of it so I heard it a lot growing up and maybe that's why I'm such a big fan of it because it did leave such an impression on me but it's still a song that I listen to to this very very day. Um, and that is Rain on the Scarecrow. Now, I'll, you'll obviously hear it uh, in the song, but Rain on the Scarecrow is essentially about the story of a young family, a young man of the family, rather, who is forced to sell the farm that his family have owned for generations because he simply cannot afford to maintain it. It's not making enough money to justify its existence, and they eventually have to foreclose it. It's quite a sad song. Like I said, John Mellencamp's lyrics are very haunting, and his voice really rams home the message. One of my favorites from this album, I'm going to play it for you right now, you're listening to Way Back When, episode 17, looking back at the best music from 1986 on Tune FM 106.9. This is Rain on the Scarecrow by John Mellencamp. Scarecrow, blood on the plow. 
houses Landed in the cold ass yard With 97 families Who lost 97 farms I think about my grandpa My neighbors and my name It's a night to feel like dying That was The Amazing Rain on the Scarecrow by John Mellencamp, a wonderful country rock heartland artist. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't been looking forward to tonight so that I could play that song. It is actually in this playlist I still listen to daily. It's in my daily playlist. I think it is that good of a song. This sadly is the end of another episode of Way Back When. I hope that you have enjoyed this little nostalgia trip back to some of the best music from 1986. The music of Kenny Loggins, David Bowie, Cindy Lauper, John Farnham, John Mellencamp. They've all been featured tonight and I really do hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that you have had an amazing night. I hope that you have enjoyed the show and I hope that you'll join me again same time next week as we look back at some of the best music from 1987. Well, that's right. I said John Farnham, didn't I? And that's because he is closing the show. This is the song I simply couldn't go past as tonight's show closer, and it's none other than You're the Voice from his album Whispering Jack. It was released as a single in 86, September of 86, in fact, and it was one of the biggest hits in Australia of the entire year. It topped our charts for seven weeks from November through to December, and it won single of the year at the ARIA Music Awards the following year. Excuse me. The Power Ballad is also one of his biggest successes over in Europe. It charted at number one in Sweden and Germany, as well as reaching the top ten in numerous other countries, including Switzerland, Ireland, Austria, and the UK. It was also very successful in Canada, however, not so in the US. It didn't do very well there at all. It only made it to number 82 on the uh, US Billboard charts. In 2018, as part of the Ozzest 100 countdown, it was ranked at number six. It's a song that is still lives on to this day. Many, many Australians know it. A lot of people love singing along to it. It, and it's a common feature at sporting events and, of course, John Farnham concerts. Excuse me there. So that's really all I have to say about it. It's just an incredible Australian song. I know a lot of people will already know it. If you don't know it, you are in for a treat. Coming up, we have You're the Voice by John Farnham to close out way back when, episode 17, the best music of 1986. I hope that you have an amazing week. I'll see you again, or rather speak to you again, same time next week as always. Until then, stay safe out there, people. Stay safe, stay warm, wash your hands, and make sure that we we are doing all we can to stop the spread of COVID-19. But above all else, enjoy your life, enjoy your week, and enjoy this song. You're the voice coming up next on Way Back When, episode 17. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9, and I hope that you have an amazing night.